Starting with episode 1011, the, the Twitch era of the Just Joshing podcast is officially over. We are now in the midst of a transformation to a travel show, the Twitch travel era. 1011 is my first travel show. Barb Sim is my guest, so it's going to be a variety of these things. Now, if you want to see all the travel episodes well before they ever come out as officially part of canon on the show, check out patreon.com slash justjoshingdogcast. Five bucks gets you access to all the interviews up there so far. There's a bunch of them up there that are going to be coming real soon. More are going up there right now, including SDCC. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, the best way to do it, if you got a couple bucks, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Have you ever wondered why veterans struggle so much getting back into civilian right? Whether or not you are a veteran, Fight by Betsy Ross is a short book series that has an emotional, intense story arc to help spread awareness of those struggles veterans face coming out of the force. Check out the series and more of the fight mission at worldwideweb.fightbetsyross.com. Her latest release, Fight 4, is available now. Give this thing a minute here. I gotta, I gotta hit the button. Zoom and Twitch are like evil brothers. They just don't like each other. No, no, they don't. I'm surprised you use this, considering. Because, okay, so he, he, here's the thing, right? Uh, okay, we are officially live now. It, it's not that I really want to use this thing. Here's, here's the thing. I used Restream forever. Yeah. But Restream became ex- the headsets. All that cool shit we were giving you for free, we're not giving it to you no more. Of course. Right? <laughs> Typical. And then StreamYard, for whatever reason, down here where I'm currently at, right? Occasionally, mm-hmm. we'll, 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 the connection gets below a thing, my audio drops. So Zoom is kind of like the default. Oh, I see. Wonderful. Isn't it? I feel like there's got to be like some cool plugin that Discord is going to have one day, and then you can just do it that way. It'll be yeah, easy. yeah, but you know, it's funny because see, by the time that happens, I won't be doing these regularly anymore. Like, that, like that's fair. Yeah, like, like the like the Twitch era of the show is. This is basically how this is. This is all the people left over that I wanted to talk to that I couldn't fit into the thousand. So yeah. there's only like um let me let me let me think about this. Jew, I got like five, maybe six more slots after this. That's it. Like this is like this era of the show is almost done. Well, yeah. Are you are you excited or are you nervous? A bit both. Like, <laughs> like I, I I started doing the road show. I have my Patreon, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I yeah. started so there's seven episodes up there's going to be an eighth one tonight mm-hmm. um i'm finally after everything i've been going through the last month so since when words collide i've been working on a novel that got submitted to an agent yep you, you know the novel i i actually owe you a mm-hmm. bunch more of it, You're gonna get it shortly. <laughs> yes yes you do i'm excited <laughs> yeah yes so i've had two beta readers and you both gave me the okay Yours was a little more enthusiastic than the previous one, but she was like, the end result was the exact same. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're like, give us more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're like, shit. I have to well, write. I, okay, you, you <laughs> were legitimately well shit, right? You were legitimately well shit because yep. you read it in like an hour, like, Literally. Like an hour and a half. I just woke up and I'm like, I have nothing to do right now. I'm just going to read this whole thing. 
Well, no, no. See, I see. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I kind of get to see. This is my theory. This is just totally my theory. Mm-hmm. I don't think you plan to read the whole thing right there. I figure you get started there, right? But, mm-hmm. but I think I hooked you somewhere along the way in that. You did. You did, and that's a good sign. So, like, when you did the next podcast, you were like, "Wait, you read the whole thing?" Because yeah. it wasn't. So, folks. So, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this, like, folks. It wasn't like I gave her a tiny piece of the book. I gave her over half of it, right? (laughs) Right? Over half the book was in her hands. And she devoured the damn thing in one sitting. And it's just like, well, that's, it it worked better than I thought. Like, like, I I can't say I'm ungrateful for it. But, but, but yeah, I don't know. I do not know if the other beta reader read it that fast. But I was like, well, shit, I got to get you more. And I have to write more of it. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get it done. Like, like the first three chapters, which I think my favorite writing is, of the story is definitely the first five chapters. It is mm-hmm. it's like, like it is there. I think they're all ridiculously strong chapters. Yeah. Um, the elevator ride from hell with the eyeball is definitely a fun one yeah that was wild like and it's funny because before you sent me anything of this manuscript you were like by the way this is going to be very different from the rest of the stuff you've read so far and i feel like this is going to be more your speed and you weren't wrong you (laughs) it was just like here you go i'm like oh my god this character is a bitch and i love it (laughs) well she well that's saying i don't think she's a bitch i just think she's she's She's, she has just, nothing le- like this is what she has to do yeah like there's nothing else for her she can't get out of this this is like you do this or you're fucking dead <laughs> like yeah, well, well i i i, I yeah no there there's there's a bit of that but i i i mean i made her funny i mean i i think i did yep. a really good job making her entertaining funny mm-hmm. she's definitely a way you know, I may or may not have been the guys trying to hit on someone like that once upon a time, right? Perfect. Hey, use, use real life, right? Wait, wait till you get the like Absolutely. the last chapter of the book. Another, like, yeah, there's another, there's another lame hit on. Not, not to her strictly, but I mean, it's just it. She, she gets to be a judge at the very end of the story. That's what I'm, I'm oh, gonna say. Oh, cool. Oh, kind this of. should be interesting. Yeah, well, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see what you think of it when you get to the very end. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I gotta do some like modifications because I definitely sped through parts of the ending. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple parts I have to make clearer for sure. The yeah. bad guy, I'm gonna tell you this: the bad guy isn't who I expected it to be. Oh, so hold on a second. You are also a bit of a a pantser, so you just kind of like have an idea you've got like the general sort of like idea of where you're going but you can end up someplace you didn't think you were gonna end up well i I usually end up where i want to go like i usually do like i I, it doesn't deviate usually that far from from the idea in my head to the execution Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say like like i would say 80 percent of what i come up with in my head it's the page. Now it doesn't always hit the page exactly how I imagined it would hit the page, mm-hmm. but it hits the page. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's like something just comes up and you're just like, no, that actually makes sense. 
right? No. It, because it, it, it answered a question that really bothered me about the whole story. It was like one of the big holes in it. And like, and, and, and you know, because so to make this really, really simple, it's just like, so Corey's main character in the story, folks, and she's trying to kill Percival, who I made mm -hmm. kind of an evil genie, right? Yeah. Kind of an evil genie. Um, but I gave a really, I, I gave, I, I make the stakes very clear for Percival, what he's after, what he wants, kind of, sort of. Mm -hmm. I, I promise you there's going to be a scene you're going to laugh at what she does to him, just because he's sure. annoying. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, because of just who, how she is. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I had, but I realized something about this too. It just was like, why is she involved this particular way? Like, like, why did they need her? And I didn't have a good answer to that until I added this. And it was just like, no, that makes sense. That actually makes sense, kind of, sort of, at least, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I am sincerely, I, I, so there, there's, only, there's only one thing that's going to be, I'm not going to spoil it here. You got it. I'm gonna say this like this, and you and you got to keep this to yourself, okay? Yeah. I possibly pull a tiny bait and switch on you. I think what you get in return is better, at least for right now, mm -hmm. right? But there's a bait and switch with one of the characters, and that's to make sure that this character could come in. That's yeah. that that, but it. But it makes sense. It hits the biggest hole of the book, but one of the payoffs you might be hoping for, it may not be this book. And that's all I'm going to say. Hmm, I'm going to think them. about that. One of them. Right. But I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, 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 I am making a promise, but there is a promise kind of made in the book that you will get a payoff to this eventually. It just may not be this book. Right, right, right. Right, right. right. That, that, It'll that, resolve that's later. I, I, it's, I, 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 I put a rain check on one of them. That's all I'm going to yeah. say, right? Yeah. So I got to make sure I'm not pissed. So that's one of the things when you do get the, 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 um, uh, when you do get the full beta, it's going to be a question. I kind mm. I'm going to say this because I kind of bait and switch you a little bit. Yeah. Something that could rationally happen. Mm -hmm. and, right. It's something that could rationally happen. But at the same time, I'm also keeping is, what I gave you in return, worth the worth the worth the uh, bait and worth switch. the price. Yeah, yeah. Worth the price. And two, I'm I'm I am going to keep my promise on it. It's just not going to be this book or the next book. It would be book three. And I already right. So here's my question because I'm also writing a three book series. Uh, Agnes the Beast is going to be three books it i've always envisioned it that way I, and I, there are I, certain I, I, things that don't resolve until later and so explaining this to one of my beta readers um they were like hold the phone like you have to like there has to be some resolution like what the hell is happening so how do you compensate for that the trade-off i think is worth it i can't say it on the air i'll tell you off that's, the that's air. fine that's yeah, right. I'll tell you, you off the to... air, but the trade-off is I give Corey a bigger problem is basically what I do here. I decided to trade this problem that I'm not sure she could solve, and I give her something else that I'm not sure she can solve, 
and right. I kind of and I get I, I get it. It, it it's an equal it balances the scales a little bit that, that's all I'm going to say it balances it a bit mm-hmm. but also I uh, so in my head right this isn't a three book series this is this could go as long as I want it to but there's an sure. arc for the whole uber story right right so so my question isn't like specifically what happens my question is more like as a writer how are you ensuring that you're resolving something in this first book while still keeping that overarching theme like it's more of a the process of writing a series as opposed to tell me the specifics of what's happened like okay so you're still getting a full story yeah like that's that's the whole thing about this like if you're writing a series like this or any i think even a trilogy you you can do it this way and i think actually might be the best way to do a trilogy to be honest with you you can write a full story but you have to give them a full story because if you right. don't give them a full story they have a right to be pissed at you oh sure right absolutely so now you can tease them this is the thing you're allowed to tease them mm-hmm. but you have to deliver something so yeah. i because we are in the business of making a promise and following through that is mm-hmm entirely the nature of our business yeah so if you understand that that doesn't mean you have to may fulfill every promise right away what you got to do is what is the important parts of this story and when the important part of this story is really two things record how Corey got to be this way yeah and the love story inside it yeah so i can't screw up there Right. And I feel like you've actually done a really good job with this because she does have some sort of inner conflict with that relationship because of the nature of like what what she does and like how they're sort of intertwined. It's very interesting to me. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it because it's it's. And also, I mean, there, I mean, a real place too because someone like me who's always wandering and doing things right there's a, like i love going on dates i love chasing the opposite sex it's fun mm-hmm. but am i in a position to offer something substantial right now right and that's a that's a much different question yeah right and do i want to and the answer again and that's a big part like again we write about the things we care about mm-hmm. so very much this story is about ultimately the themes are how corey sees herself yeah and and how and her worst and how she sees herself even though i don't think she fully hates her she definitely doesn't hate herself in the future like she hated herself in the past right yeah but yeah but is she at peace with who she is enough to let someone love her and that's a very different thing um and that's that's the thing like that's a very real thing a lot of us when good things happen to us as people we tend to panic the most there it's not when things are not when things are going terribly it's yep. when things are going well. Yeah. 
a hundred percent my entire life every time something good happens i'm just waiting for the shit storm right see, after that you know and, what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's but that's a mistake right because because ultimately what you've done is you've denied yourself the ability to enjoy look nothing lasts forever we all know this but that's bad shit too not good shit but the thing is do we not look at ourselves and say hey this is a good thing can I enjoy this? And that yeah. requires a certain degree of making peace with who you are, right? Yeah. Um, like, and that, and that's very much, and that's very much like a big part of all our journeys. But I, I find the biggest, the biggest thing I've done, I've done enough of these. I can say this. I have interviewed the really successful people in this business mm -hmm. or any business let themselves realize the good things are there and enjoy them. Now, again, you can let that stuff catch you up too, mm -hmm. right? And to some degree, I can be, there is a comfort thing about it to some, to some degree. But mm -hmm. the truth is, at this point in life, right, we kind of know, hopefully, a good thing when we see it. Yeah. And we know a shitty thing when we see it too. We know what we we do hear those red flags. Now whether we, we like listen to them entirely or not, that's a different conversation. Sure. Yeah. But we, but we know those red flags. Like there comes a point in life where you've seen this. I have seen this I I hope. Anyway, I, I sincerely hope this. I was I have seen this pattern before. Yeah. Right? How do I make this different? How do I make this better? exactly right yeah. and that's the that that's the and last thing i'll talk about with the novel is that's why also a big reason why i went back into her past because some mm -hmm. of those decisions she made in the past and some of the decisions she's seeing now they are kind of connected yeah right they're, they're echoes of the same choice and one of the re and one of the things i wanted i did that for two reasons one when she meets some of the other Knights of the Round in future books, yes, there's a history with a lot of them, right? A yeah. lot of them. Not necessarily all of them, but a lot of them. Mm. And and um, and the thing about it is I can now can go back and explore that history. I love that. That was my favorite part of Highlander, the series, way back in the day. Yeah. That was my favorite part of it because you got – like it, it was one of the smarter ways I've ever seen on television of why do I give a fuck about this immortal of the week he's fighting? And it's because they have a story together. Now some yeah. are better than others, but they have a story at least together. Like, like, like they're not always, they're not always great stories. Like sometimes it's just, sure. Oh, you killed the love of my life and I want revenge and I'll never forget. And after you see this so many times, it's nowhere near as fun, but right. But there, but there are a couple of those back then, like from that show, that are really interesting. Like, not ever, sometimes McLeod was the bad guy. I can't wait to get sure. those at those ones. Sometimes that the guy he that that guy was just a complete piece of shit the whole way through. And yeah. sometimes, and sometimes, and sometimes it wasn't that way. Sometimes it's other things, and that's fun shit. That's the fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Right. So mm -hmm. 
Now, again, folks, I'm not going to say Highlander series is 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 a is a five star show. It's not. Sure. But, but that doesn't mean the storytelling devices in there weren't good. Sometimes, sometimes they were fantastic, right? And it get, using the past as a context to your future. Well, let's be honest, folks. Our history determines where we go to some degree. Sure. Yeah. That is true. Uh, and you see that. Um, sorry. Like I said, our internet has been a chaos demon. And <laughs> so Jet is trying to help from a distance. <laughs> and I'm so like, I can't Mr. do anything. Jet, right now. Sorry, if you are listening, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I will. Uh... So. Uh, so further clarification i met jag jagtress here in person once upon a time in the in a mythical city of ottawa during mythical <laughs> the capital of canada is mythical <laughs> yes but also legitimately speaking one of the strangest city personalities i've ever seen in one town you have the oh. capital it's like you have the capital oh, of canada you have suburbia, and then you have outskirts, and they're all together, and yep. they're all different, right? Yep. I I don't I don't mind suburbia Ottawa. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about out of town Ottawa. And by the way, folks, out of town Ottawa is actually still inside Ottawa. It's it's strange. <laughs> and yeah. It's strange, right? And this is coming from a guy that lived in a place where there was a farm in the middle of town. So don't like, 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 yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Right, like I've lived in, I've lived in a place, like a small enough town, is small enough that there's homes, and in the, in the middle of the town, there's farmland, and it just, it, 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 it's there. It, it just is. I'm not, again, wild. My next question is, what kind of farm? Cattle farm, really? Cattle farm, yeah. In the middle, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, yeah. I'm just confused. You know, look, look, look. <laughs> the world is all kinds of places, but the personality <laughs> of the town, the personality of the town, is very um one. Like the personality was again, it's a small town too. That's part of it, but it was very um. There was a feel. Ottawa's like got like schizophrenia. That's that like it's kind of like a schizo town. It's like there's 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 capital of Canada. Oh shit, we are the capital of this country, and we should act like that part. Then there's yeah. suburban Ottawa, which is by and large chill, right? By and large chill, a little a little nuts, but not but like normal Canadian nuts. <laughs> then there's and then there's um, out of town Ottawa, which is like you're in the same space as the capital of the capital. Never mind the suburbia. Like that 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 in itself is a little mind-boggling. But the capital of Canada and small town Ottawa are in the same space. And it's just like this is not how I imagined the capital of the country would be. Yeah. It's so funny. There was a, a guy that I uh dated who decided to do like research on Ottawa and he's like your city is very strange because you have like the three rivers that kind of like cut you guys off and yet you're still like this city past the river kind of like depending on where yeah. you are in ottawa and he's like wild <laughs> well, no you know 
it, it, I, 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 the last night I was there, like you, 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 st you saw the start of my journey getting out the seat, but the, the equivalent of the seat train or the, the, the train there. I, I decided to explore because I had a lot of time to kill. I explored mm -hmm. the city. Just well, yeah. fuck it. I, I, I was at the convention all weekend. I want to see this, this, this city I have found myself into. And when I left the capital part of it with you, it became suburbia. And I kept going south toward the airport. And as I got further south toward the airport, suburbia disappeared and small town Ottawa appeared. And it was like, I looked, so I saw, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I looked back and it's like, no, suburbia is right there. Like it, it's all it, like, it's almost LA weird. And I, and LA, because LA, it's like. Really? I've actually not been to LA. Okay, so LA, so LA is, it's, it's more extreme in that you can be in a rich neighborhood right? A really well-to-do neighborhood. And you could literally walk across the street and be in, and be in hell. And it's literally beside each other. Like, legitimately. I'm not even like, right? What? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, 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 that, that's the thing. Like, it, like, like, and, and this, it's more pronounced there than other, like, all American big cities have this problem, right? You can be in a really nice neighborhood and you just go... You just cross this magical line that no one knows is there sometimes and suddenly it's like what the hell did i just walk into now they all now some some cities are more extreme about it than others but mm -hmm. but it's just like that's just the, the line of have and have not just expressed in a real way and you see it <laughs> and you recognize it for what it is in the united states um it's like when I lived, when I live, I'm living in, in a nice-ish area in Calgary. I'm not like, like, like older, but nice-ish. One person says, this is a ghetto. It's like, no, nah, it's not ghetto. And no, yeah, it. it's like you haven't seen anything yet. Right? It's like, you haven't seen one. It's like, what do you, what do you think of when you ghetto? She asked me, it's like, I lived in Detroit. Like, like we have a, I have a very different, yeah. I have a very different concept of what a ghetto is. And and sure. uh she she looked she looked at me it's like oh it's like yeah now i will say this no and this is this is actually one of the nice things this part of calgary is one of the few spots in calgary where i don't see a lot of homeless people right neighborhoods now have gotten to the point that i yeah. usually homeless people everywhere now and that's like vancouver was was an outlier now it's the norm and i'm not a big fan of it at all Yeah. Okay. Can we hold up for one second? Sure. Did I die? Okay. No. One second. How do I hide the camera or will you do that? Okay. So she's playing, folks. We'll give her a minute. Okay. I'm just going to move. Okay. <laughs> I, I I I don't know what's going on, folks. I I I I I watched this, and and now I'm I'm doing this commentary in this little voice like this. As like I said, we are winding down. Uh, one thousand eight of just joshing, and oh wow, I got company here. I got company here. I got I I got I got I I'm watching adjustments on the background there. So to everybody watching this show, hey, say, feel free to say hello. Uh, I, like I said, I am winding down the Twitch era of the show. I appreciate everybody that has come on to this. So 
let me know if you want to say a quick hello, say a quick hello. Um, but yeah, it, it has been a wild, wild, wild ride. What is going? Are you like changing over there? She's gonna like come back in like a brand new costume. That's that that's what I'm expecting now. Do 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 All right, let's take a quick look here. Let's take a quick look. Actually, fun question here. When she comes back, whenever she comes back. She's right there in this mysterious green room. And, uh, mm -hmm. but I am ending the okay. podcast aspect of this channel. Oh, she's back. She's back. Okay, sorry about that. No, it's okay. I don't I know why we decided to do this in the middle of an interview, but whatever. Okay. Oh, oh, oh okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought you were like transforming into a Power Ranger. I don't know. I was yes. walking into this. <laughs> it's more than that. No. Anyways, because, but, but Transformers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So no. I what I was saying is I'm. I, well. I, I, I was talking in a voice just like this for a little bit as I was trying to do commentary what was going on. Because I saw you <laughs> in the background over there go doing like what is she doing? Is she changing? Is she is she is she like like you know part of the deal? I don't know. But No, unplugging the router that is oh. like a meter from me. And oh. then I was looking at Discord to see what he said to make sure it was wait a few minutes before you plug it back in. So I was like, Are you oh, sure? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I was looking gotcha. at Discord. It's all good. All right. Hello, Discord, by the way. Do you want to say a quick hello? <laughs> yes, exactly that. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, I'm in an odd spot. Like, I, I actually have to have to, have to install OBS and, and do a proper, proper stream stuff now. Yes, I'm so excited. I, I, I don't know how often I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to be warning you straight up because it, it's... So, uh, the other part of this too, I might actually get up in a second myself. I, I don't know. I don't know if you, I, well, no, I did some, I did like, obviously I still probably am going to do versions of drink and draws on this show. Sure. I don't know if you, I, I don't know how many of them you've actually watched. I, I do lurk, uh, but normally when you do the drink and draws, like five to 10 other people I moderate for are all live at the same time. So I'm like all over the place. Yeah. Gotcha. Sure. So. I might still do those. I might yeah. still do the odd one here and there. I like them. They're different. And doing a drawing stream is actually a fun idea. And also, I don't know if you've noticed, I think I've become almost good. I don't know how that happened exactly. It takes practice. Like with everything, it takes practice. Uh, you're talking about, you know, worrying about streaming. We all start somewhere. If I go back into the archives of recorded old streams sometime around when I first started, I'll show you like the difference what my stream is today versus what my stream was back then, night and day, like totally different beasts. Oh yeah, no, like this is gonna be, this is like, I, I'm deciding like I'm pricking a Tails game. I'm gonna be doing it, to, if I do this, it's going to be a Tails game, right? Hell yeah. What, what one, I, I, it'll be probably the Berseria I tried way back in the day. It'll probably be that one. Sure. Um, or like, I'll just be doing retro games like that or Chrono Trigger yeah. or, or something. Hell Some yeah. Fun, right? 
I'll be the retro gamer on here because I'm I'm not I played Street Fighter Six at San Diego Comic Con. I'm not good anymore. Yeah. I, I come to this guy. No. I, it's wild. Okay, so uh, way back in the day, I, my brother and I played a metric fuck ton of the DuckTales game. I can't even remember what system it was on, but we played DuckTales. And then they remastered it and like re-released it like three years ago or something. I'm like, I have to buy this game, right? So I bought it. I couldn't even get past the first stage. I was like, do I suck this bad now at like old school games that I used to be yeah. really good at? Oh yeah, no, because old school games are hard. Like yeah. they, they, they're actually hard, <laughs> right? It's wild. And, and that's the thing, like they're, they're legitimately hard games. And you have to have, so Street Fighter Six is just like, the reason why I suck at that game is because They've got they like they've evolved way beyond what I was like Street yeah. Fighter three way back in the day right Street Fighter three back in the day I was okay at Street Fighter four by and large felt like Street Fighter two now I didn't play Street <laughs> Fighter five very much I, so I mean so I can't say anything there but up to four I was okay now four yeah. I was amazingly mediocre and I was okay at being amazingly mediocre but I could go in there. I could do some of my old combos. I remember from way back when I started that still work to this day. Yeah. Right. And a couple of them still do, but now they got like new intuitive controls. It doesn't feel like my street fighter anymore. It feels like something has become a different monster. Now, yeah, that I'll said, folks, I will say it's a good thing. It has become a different monster. It shouldn't be like what it was when I was a kid. It should be better. And I sure. think overall, just based on the quality of fighting games I've been watching and observing, it's not like it, like all fighting games have gotten like significant improvements and upgrades. Mortal Kombat looks so sweet. Street oh Fighter looks. God. Mortal Kombat has evolved into this beast that is just wild. Like I can't even like I used to play Mortal Kombat, and then I look at the Mortal Kombat today. I'm like, that is even more brutal than i even want to think about like jesus fuck. that's right no, no that, but that's it right that that that's that's but games evolve and then sh and they should yeah now the question is do mm -hmm. i let myself become good at games again like like not rpg rpgs i'm still good at because I, I still play those regularly but do i get sure. good at games again right Save stars because get it yeah because that's that's the thing like as a retro gamer i can pretend i'm good right and they actually yeah. and i can be relatively entertainer right yeah yeah right but like to get into these new games require hours and hours of time and mm -hmm. I, I don't know that i want to do it right it, yeah and, and also with everything else going on with me it's just like you don't necessarily don't have do the that, time but... either, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Like, like, there's only so much time I can sink into. I've already given up television by and large. The only thing I watch right now is like regularly is AEW wrestling. That's it. Like, that's all yeah. I watch regularly. When I'm not when I'm not here, I'm doing business. I'm working at the hockey arena. Like, I, I work for the, I, like my side gig is the Calgary Flames. I work for the Flames. Oh, nice. That is cool. Yes. Yes. I won't, I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't comment. 
I won't comment too much on the negatives. Like there are some downsides to it, but sure. like every job. But yep. the cool thing about that building is that everybody's there. Like everybody mm-hmm. goes there. And I mean everybody. It doesn't like what I mean by that, it's not just hockey players or the coaches. I met actually the coach of the Cavalry Plans after he was fired. Uh, actually Wow. Was, legitimately speaking, Daryl Sutter is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He is super nice when he's not on on coach mode. Sure. He's a farm guy. He's like he's really, really cool, like very chill dude. I enjoyed my chat with him. It was brief, but mm-hmm. it was but it was enjoyable. Like he's a good guy. Um, but, but that's my point. Like you meet people there, but you don't just meet them. You meet journalists, politicians, CEOs, yeah. people working in the kitchen, people like it more unifies to me more than anything else that no matter, like, because of the nature of that building, everybody goes there. And because everybody goes there, everybody's the same. And, and I think that that is the yeah. most wonderful thing about working at the arena that I picked up and why I like it is mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a place where just one person or another person goes to, right? It's just yeah. anybody can go there. So that's the coolest thing about the job by a shot. You can end up with the, in the elevator with Metallica. I'm not, and I'm saying that like, and you might say, no, you could legitimately on that night yeah. end up in an elevator sure. with Metallica. Yeah. One one of the guys I work with, he actually ended up meeting the band Nickelback. They were doing like a birthday party thing, apparently. What? Yeah, that is amazing. No, it's like that's what it can happen. I ended up like the a, I mentioned AEW wrestling. They actually came into the the Saddle Dome. I had to change a, uh, a pop machine, so here I am walking in the same place. I literally watched CM Punk come out, getting ready to go to go to his show. I got to see Jake the Snake Roberts. I got to see Orange Cassidy. I got to see a few of the other guys that were what? there. Wild. Yeah, right. And that's and that's it, right? Like, and again, I'm working, so I'm not, like, there's a little part of me, like, I I'm past the point where I get, I just become. I'm sure there are people that can still make me fanboy. I'll never say that, but I will. But sure. But I don't have that anymore because I do this all the time. Yeah, right. you get I can, accustomed I aside, to it. But it's, I still don't take away the fact that that I had a I had a brief moment watching Jake the Snake Roberts and Orange Cassidy shoot talking about something in the back while I was fixing. Right, I was literally right there. I was just like, wow. And Jake the Snake was somebody I watched wrestling when I was a kid. So it's like that's a really like, but that's a surreal thing, right? That's a really surreal sure. thing. Yeah. Right. It's it's amazing how certain events or certain jobs can change your perspective so wildly about how you view people. Like I, I've talked previously about how CanCon for me uh, became a, a revelation because here's all these authors that you put on these pedestals like they're amazing like they've created all these rich worlds that you grew up with and just immersed yourself in uh and then you talk with them and they have the same issues they have the same ideas about like how something could be better they've got the same likes and and music like uh, uh my favorite was talking to um Oh my lord, I've forgotten his name. He is now doing like 
mushrooms like selling mushrooms oh or I, I, like, I know who you're talking yeah, about yeah. Oh, you know who i'm talking about because it's so weird and i'm like how did you go from writing to mushrooms like why yeah, he, he was on the show we talked about it and that's i know I, that's why i mentioned it because i knew you would remember um, oh yeah it was I'm wild that, i'm like what the hell uh but i was having a conversation with him at cancon once and he's like, so do you listen to, like, you listen to a lot of music. He's like, do you listen to, to Japanese music? I'm like, yeah, all the time. So I list off a couple of things. And I'm like, have you heard of Miami? And he's like, who's Miami? I'm like, he's J-rock, you know, J-metal, depending on the song you listen to. Uh, and he's like, okay, so I play one of my songs off of my phone. And he was like, head banging like in the middle of can gone like oh this yeah is no totally yeah <laughs> you know like very humanizing right no well yeah no so so uh i'm trying to get tanya huff back before i wrap this yes i love tanya huff she's amazing yeah we're i'm trying because see unofficially she's never had her own episode fit like un, like fit unofficially she has unofficially like uh, unofficially she has officially that was supposed to be an interview with julie Ternada. It yeah. starts right yeah it started with julie and it ended up with tanya and it was just like i'm that not is, even mad i mean <laughs> that's a great combo right there they're both fantastic i just so, love them both <laughs> so if you look at the episode title on that one folks it's julie Ternada with three question marks and the reason why is julie's only there for about 10 minutes and then <laughs> she shifts over to Tanya. And I talked to Tanya for about like an hour. Like it's a great conversation, yeah. right? So I wanna do I wanna do an official Tanya Huff conversation just because I've never officially have talked to Tanya on the show. It's like just like I should before I wrap this version of it up. I should have her back. Yeah. Um I got her, I have Nicole DeBart De DeBart, I have jane taylor coming back because jane's just hilarious yep. and then i'm looking for just yep. a couple more people and then there's another person from chimera press i met san diego comic-con uh she's coming on in yep. october uh at least one agent is coming on the show before it's all said and done maybe two but one for sure very cool yeah and then uh yeah that, that that that's 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 my wild and, and then you put ass. a bow on it yeah well yeah like, like I said, my, my life is, my life has become this weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't live a normal life and I'm, I'm very, very, yeah. um, I, 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 I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting on the road before, before the housing bubble bursts and everything collapses. Mm -hmm. Right. Probably a good six, idea. <laughs> I'd, so it's six months. I give it about six months tops before we hit that up here. Cause I, mm -hmm. I don't know how, how it doesn't happen. If, right. Because no one can yeah. afford to live. No one can afford no. to live anywhere. No, I agree. I, like, and that is true from everything that I've heard. I've got friends out in BC who are telling me like, and so it's this much. And I'm like, let me guess. And that's for like a studio apartment, right? Because you're in like one of the, if not the most expensive place in Canada. So of course I expect the price to be like, wee you know, yeah. it's it's ridiculous but but it's not just there it's even in your neck of the woods like oh i know jet and i've been looking for a place for ever and it's just like it like everything we keep finding in the relative price range we're looking for 
has a tendency of being like rooming with someone it's not like your own apartment kind of deal and i'm like really like you're killing me smalls <laughs> like that's really the, the response i have but folks i i, I should point this out it, like this is true in windsor on like windsor ontario is the same thing and there's nothing there right it, it's not just a it's not just it's not just a it's a candlelight problem. It's not one city, one section. That's like you expect Vancouver yeah. to be expensive, it, like and Vancouver's too expensive as mm -hmm. Jag has disappeared into the space time continuum. All right, all right, right. There you go. She's back. I'm sorry. She's back. She's back. Okay. I hope it doesn't die before the end. I'm sorry. No, the space time continuum and everywhere across canada continue <laughs> yeah so so everywhere across canada is is feeling this crunch and you can see again you can see just by the amount of people that are on the street and vancouver is one thing and even vancouver was too much like honestly i there is something very strange about living in a city just to work there yeah yeah I, I imagine that would feel really strange. Yeah. I, As a person who... Sorry? No, keep going. Keep going. This delay internet thing. Okay. Um, even as someone, like, sort of in the gaming space, um, the idea of moving to a place in order to have a job is weird to me like as much as I want to travel and do things it's also like I want to end up in a place that I'm going to enjoy being uh and not just throw like caution to the wind because you don't know what to expect like if your visa is going to continue if the work is going to cover the visa cost you know like all of these different things there's not a lot of stability at the beginning and it can be kind of terrifying depending on what you go into uh so yeah like you don't want to go to a place where the cost is going to be so much that like there's going to be nothing you can do right well i go step further i, I what what i what this is going to be an old man yelling at clouds shut up <laughs> But, Excellent. I, I see the gif. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's just, I think, I think the big thing is there is virtually no job anymore that you can get that you come out ahead at. We're not talking just McDonald's anymore. We're talking any job. Yeah. The prices are at such a point now that it almost makes, like in one very weird sense, it almost makes no difference what job you have. It almost doesn't. Zero is yeah. still zero right? Zero is still zero. So sure, yeah. So why kill yourself? Like you're never if you're not going to get ahead, why do mm -hmm. it? Now, I say it like that, because now, it's not about sacrificing, like, okay, buying a house, let's say buying a house, let's say we're going to buy a house. Okay. Let's say the house costs like probably what they should, which probably in this country, probably should be no more on average than about 200 grand, right? On average, yeah. all right? Okay, you know that for, for $200,000, 
say you make forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, that it's going to take you six, seven years. You're going to struggle. But yep. at the end of that six, seven years, how's yours? And even when accounting for ups and downs and lefts and rights, that's doable. Sure. But if you're paying four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars for a home, and you don't have the money up front. That means all your paycheck is essentially going to keep the lights on. Yep. Right. And that's a forty, fifty thousand dollar range because forty, fifty thousand dollars. If you do the math, at six hundred thousand dollars, right? Let's say the average home is probably the average home right now is probably about four or five, about four or five, six somewhere in there, depending on where part of the country you're in. More if you're yep. in like a city like Toronto or, or Vancouver or even Calgary here, but yep. You're, you're looking at those prices. It's like, okay, I would have to make 60 bucks an hour to justify that house. Sure. Like it's just math, right? Yeah. So if I'm not making 60 bucks an hour, right. Does an $18 an hour job to a $28 an hour job really make a difference against that? No, no. And, and it's funny, I was reading an article recently that uh, was saying, like, people can't afford to buy, so everyone is renting anyways. Like, there is literally, like, no one has their eyes set right now on buying because it's literally an impossibility at this point. The, the yeah, way you- the housing market has gone, like, it's like, why try if, like, the market is just going to be like, no. Well, that's just it, right? Like you gotta look at it. Like you have to look at it honestly, um, right? Um, you have to look at it honestly from the point of view of, okay, what am I getting out again? Coming out ahead, not getting breaking even. That sucks, right? Not being mm-hmm. in that you're asking debt. Like, how do I get ahead? And it, again, it wasn't that long ago where you could get ahead on, on 40, 50,000 a year. You could. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's not even 10 years old. Right. Just yeah. right. It's it. But again, at this particular stage, too many people are coming, are going in a situation where, I mean, that's how you motivate people. Like you can have a guy working the trades, for example, working like, right. Right. Even those guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking at this like, is this worth it? Yeah. If they're doing that. Right? Where's the hope for the rest of us, right? Yes. Exactly. So that's like that's the Canadian housing that's the Canadian housing market in twenty twenty three. Now I think twenty four twenty four is basically gonna say, you know what? We can't do this no more. It's gotta go yeah. down. Now, how far it goes down, shrug. Exactly. Right? But it has to go down. I, I, I don't I, like, like significantly too. It's not going to be small, but how much, I don't know, but it's not going to be small because no one can pay this. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That is the doom and gloom section of this. Of this. <laughs> doom and gloom. Okay. Give me one more half second. I'm going to plug the thing back in. Okay. Wish me luck. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing a router being connected and disconnected on the air. And while we're doing that, let's 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 have some fun here. To anybody watching or listening, depending on where where you are and what you're doing here, 
Um, first off, if you are watching, thank you for watching. Uh, I do. I am doing a. Are you back already? You are back. Yeah, already. I just had to plug it back in and then report back to Jet when okay, cool. and if it decides to work. <laughs> That's it. Oh wow! I was going to do a whole spiel because I was a guy. I was basing on. You were prepared this time. <laughs> I'm prepared. Okay. Okay. Scratch that, folks. I have nothing more to say about that. Let's continue with the conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Ten out of ten. Well, hey, listen, I, I'm pretty good at going with the flow, and and that's that's the that's doing the show. I mean, you just learn. It's like, okay, my guest has got this. My guest has a baby. My guest has an emergency. My yeah, my shit disconnects. Right? Your phone goes off. <laughs> my phone goes off. Speaking of which, I am going to do this. Just like magic. Oh, exactly like that. Yeah, as a, because I've been streaming for about eight years and I've been, um, you know, in performing arts, in dancing and singing and, you know, everything under the sun, basically acting, um, you do learn skills to just kind of roll with the punches. So even when streaming, when technical issues happen, to be able to fill that downtime or be able to get back to the audience and be like, hold on internet's being garbage right now we're reconnecting like you know finding ways to let people know what's going on or at least just kind of to fly with it and be like all right so if this is the problem we're gonna play this game instead you know and that kind of thing just because otherwise like the show must go on as they always say right so you've got to find a way to fill that time uh, and this is, I give a lot of props to people in esports when you're doing like, you know, 10, 12 hour stint of shout casting like the games or like, you know, casting sports, right? Where they're giving you the play by play of what's going on on the field or on the rink or whatever. Uh, there are points in time where like someone gets into an accident. And so then you start talking about like the statistics of the players or like the history of the team or like the rivalry between, you know, who they're up against. And you just find something to sort of keep going. Otherwise, uh, it's just dead air. And people will be like, wah, wah, you know. So. I did, I, I did dead air experiment once. I'm, 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 we're going to talk about commentators in a second. I did dead air experiment sure. once. Way, way back, there was an episode on my old, like on my audio area. With, I had, Con Lavery was my guest. We started in a restaurant. We went from one restaurant to the other. I actually oh kept, my. The, I, I kept the whole thing in, going from one to the other. Oh, my Lord. That, that must have been really interesting to see like the points at which people are like, I got nothing to say, <laughs> you know. Well, well no, no, because you, you you heard us going across the street. You heard us going and going from one place to the other, sitting down, continuing mm -hmm. to chat. I didn't realize I had recorded it. I didn't realize it until I got home. Oh wow! Right, so I so I I kind of have a rule with this show, and it's it's like this: if it happens, I try to keep it in. It doesn't matter what 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 the episode is like. Like it can be, it could be a political debate. It can be dead air. It can be a baby crying. It could be a dog barking. It could be an emergency bathroom break, right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's real. So it's part of the show. Sure. So 
I, I actually kept the whole thing in. One of my buddies actually goes, I can't believe you did it. I love that you did it. <laughs> right. So that was my dead yeah. air experiment. That's my, that was my dead air experiment. Um, commentary is the art form. You're, you're telling a story. Like you're using mm-hmm. the, the sports. Like my thing, my thing with commentary is it's gotta be a, it's gotta be real. It can, it, you, you sure. can have a bias about the home team or the number one team or blah, 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 blah. But if someone's getting their ass kicked, you've got to call it like you see it. And, and, sure. And, and honest, honestly, I like like sports casting, like from like from streaming. I like that better because it's they're a little more honest about that. Yeah. Commentators, commentators will try to keep their narrative going as long as possible. And it's been this way forever. Um, now I, I get that that sponsors are paying for a certain thing, but the thing is, there's there's something about sport. The thing about sports, there's a brutal honesty once the game's being played out. Like you can't hide sure. the fact. Like I, I I still remember back back again back in my day, folks, when the clouds were fluffy. Um, <laughs> clouds were fluffy. Right. Love it. Uh, I remember um, when the first year Detroit, the second year Detroit Red Wings made it to the Stanley Cup against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and. And Canada had this weird love affair with Eric Lindros. I, I I'm not entirely sure why, but they 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 did they did, and yeah. and and so Detroit soundly kicked their ass, right? First game mm-hmm. they won. It, this this is in Philly. They went to Philadelphia to beat them first yeah. game. First game, oh things will be wonderful and magical. They'll find their way back and they'll do it. The second yep. game. Detroit wins again, and oh, it's still good. It's still I'm I'm like we just beat you just beat them at home. They're going to Detroit now, and then no, and this this they're going to hostile territory. You should be panicking a little bit, no? Yeah, yeah. Lindros is going to do it. This is destiny. Blah 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 blah. blah. Detroit beats them again, game three. Then then the narrative has no choice but now to go. Okay, uh, no one's come back from this, and uh, we now look like idiots, but. To save any credibility we have, we have to finally acknowledge that Detroit is the team, right? Yeah. That was that was the whole that was the whole thing about it. That was the whole. Um, so commentating, so good commentating can be has to have like a little bit more. Hey, listen, they got the break speed out of them, and it's okay to mention that someone's getting their ass kicked, right? Yeah. Um, that's the other thing about commentary. If the game sucks because it's either lopsided or it's just a terrible game, that's when the commentator has to make the most make make the most of it most of it because yep. when the game's good, you don't have to say very much. You just have to occasionally say something to the audience because you're like, okay, I gotta move the action on, but but really, this is a humdinger of a game, ladies and gentlemen. Right? A humdinger. Yeah, I'm showing your age, Josh. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm I I I I I I I can go hell of a game if you want, but honestly, right, right, right. We got got this guy going down the ice. He's passing it to this guy, and oh, there's an interception. And it's really easy to get excited, especially the action's really good. Yeah, but the action's terrible. The ice is shit. The the yeah. the, the game is just just a brutal thing to watch. It's like, well. I'd rather pull my teeth off and watch this game, but to the people that are still high, that are watch, still watching this for some strange reason, this oh, is yeah. I have to entertain you, right? And, and that's when a commentator does their 
best work is when things are terrible. Not when things are good, yeah. but things are bad. Exactly. And you really get to see how much people know and relate to uh, and bring out in that commentary, which is much more, you know, uh, interesting uh, sometimes than just the individual. Like, I, I, I used to do a lot of moderation for Rocket League, and after you watch, you know, three tournaments a week, every week for ever and writing articles so i was doing like recaps and i gotta give it to the people who give like exciting recaps of of sport like hockey or whatever because i tried everything i tried like the the pitting the narrative of the two game like the two players going up against each other once again in this like heated battle like i tried that i tried the whole like let's break down the statistics of the boring as shit no Nobody read those articles, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's hard to find that happy medium uh, and commentators like you're doing it live. Like there is no like properly scripted, like in post edits, like this is what it is. This is like you react in the moment and just go. And it's, it's a whole other skill. Like casting is crazy the thing is okay so in terms of that there's again this is about storytelling at the end of the day right yeah so what you got to do is you got to look at okay you look at uh, well sports sports has a really basic concept in that it's a good guy versus a bad guy oh it's almost like professional wrestling that way and that there's a good guy and there's a bad guy but most of the time the good guy is the home team and the bad guy is whoever's coming into town right Mm -hmm. so the, the break it down really simple so what you're looking for, if it's a team, why are these people, why are these people going at each other? Is there a history I can share off of? But you gotta really care about that stuff too, right? And that and that's the other yeah. thing too. If you don't, it, 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 like I would, yeah, you you do a stat episode once like, hey, I'm really smart. And then I read it and you're like, I, I, I wasn't that smart because I can't even yeah. get through it. Right, I can't even get through this. Like, you know, falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want that. If some, if something's, you don't, you want to excite people, right? The only time statistics are interesting, honestly, is um, gambling. Sure. Yeah, because you're (laughs) actually invested in that, right? Like, especially if you're the one that's like trying to play the numbers, that's when it becomes interesting because you have something to gain or lose there. That's right. So because now I've turned this into game theory. Now, now it's no longer numbers. It's game theory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that that's what I've done. It's no longer it is no longer um, just numbers on a page. I'm not watching. I'm not watching a game being played. I'm interacting with the game now. Right. Exactly. So. I don't give a rat's ass what the odds are of me drawing in this hand if I'm not playing it. But if I'm fucking playing, I'm playing it. You better believe it. Yeah, I want to know what the odds are. What beats is? What, what are the actual numbers in my head of how this works? Because because I, I, I can figure it out. And the rest of it is how good I am at fishing information out on people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially with uh, specific games. You... Yeah. 
you're fishing for information from every and it's it's funny because uh video games do that way more than i think people realize it's like what can you hook the players on um that will keep them coming back and then once you see enough statistics of like where people are biting you can go okay this is how we're gonna play this out this is what we're gonna do you know well well, okay so that honestly depends on the game like for me that that one's all about the game of choice because uh the game of choice will will um will determine how important statistics are but information but 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 the break like go to the next level. It's about the, inf- the information you're, you're presenting to the audience. It's very much show, don't tell, right? You're showing yeah. the information, right? If I'm playing poker and I'm like, okay, how often will my pocket aces get busted, right? Pre-flop, it can't be done. What's the odds of someone tying me here? Yeah. Right? Because I have the best hand. So... My objective in the pre-flop is to eliminate as many of these motherfuckers as I can before we get to the actual flop. Because the flop, at that point, the, the numbers change. Right? Exactly. I'm winning right here. I am absolutely winning right here. I'm playing this. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I want I, but, but the where it gets tricky is I want to make money here, too. So how do I sucker people into playing to give me their money? Exactly. Yeah, you've got to play just enough. Like poker has its own uh, level. Like I just remember this was admittedly like I probably should have seen this coming. I wasn't in the game. I was just sort of watching the game. And I used to be part of a group of people that every week we would be playing Texas Hold'em, right? And... Uh, this this one guy sat at the table and he was like, well, I haven't played with this group before, you know, uh, and so he grabs his hand, you know, everything is fine. He throws in like the, you know, the chips and whatever. Uh, and at one point it comes around. And so then the person who's running it is like, well, now you have to put in this amount in order to match what is currently in the pool and he's like oh that's this amount oh shit i didn't know and he like freaks out for a while it turns out that was all part of his plan uh to psych out like half of the other players to be like oh i feel bad for him he bet like too much money so we're gonna fold uh instead of potentially taking him head on because they legitimately had better hands like he had shit like I was looking at his hand he had nothing and he ended up like winning the round because he played a really clever little trick now is that gonna work in a full-on tournament probably not you know like we saw a world poker tour like live when we were in Vegas and that was crazy but to be able to pull something like that off like that's not just acting skills but that's also being able to like understand the people at the table like when they're going to be like oh you know i feel bad for you it worked once <laughs> that was all he got <laughs> well yeah well no, no, no. See, see once they know you're a liar you're done you're just mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. it's like what happened you're full of shit and i know you're full of shit now so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you the same mercy. I'm now going to treat you like the sack of shit you are. And I'm going yep, to take your yep. money, right? Oh, yeah. 
right? So you gotta be careful. Like, like that's why you won't see too many of those kinds of plays. Like, like, like the beautiful the the beautiful thing about poker is actually your ability to lie. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's your ability to lie because if you can get yourself in a position where people think you have stuff, that's better than having the cards. It's actually better than having them because oh, they'll sure. fold. To, they'll fold to you. Exactly. Every... They'll make assumptions based on if yeah. they believe you, right? Well, yeah. And the thing, the thing is, you got to give yourself credibility somehow, some way, right? Right. Uh, um, for me, I find with me, it's like I don't lie well. I'm not saying I don't lie. I just don't lie well. So mm. I often find myself in poker when I play, I find myself get challenged a lot more than average. I'm trying to, and sometimes I'm legitimately trying to bullshit you, but most sometimes it's just like, because, but I, but I try to, if I'm, I'm going to bullshit you, I try to get it out of the way as early as I can, because I want you to believe me, right? I want you to disbelieve me, right? Early. Yeah. So that yeah. when I nail you, you then do believe me, right? Exactly. That, 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 yeah. That's how it goes. And, yeah. uh, my problem though is I get too aggressive in poker, especially if I'm winning. Yeah. I I I I am someone's ATM after after I get after I get really ahead. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are several games like there's specific types of games where people will become more aggressive than other games uh and at least it's more obvious um sometimes people are competitive without you realizing how competitive they are and sometimes that's the nature of the game um and that's true not just in card games but that's also true with video games like at first you know some people would be like oh well you know this isn't that important or whatever but then you put them in the situation and over time they become like hyper aggressive and it's really interesting and i'm guilty of that too like at the beginning of doing any kind of pvp and destiny i was like no i'm gonna run away from everything i don't want to engage i can't possibly win that fight to now I'm not right up in your face, but I am a lot more aggressive in how I play and how I respond to plays as well. Uh, and it's a really interesting shift. Well, well, well yeah, you, you figured out that you can do it. You probably killed your fair share of players. You're like, you know, yep. and, and, yep. and once that happens, you're like, why the fuck was I so scared to begin with? Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, that's what happens, right? You, you get yourself some credibility, some practice, some patience. That's the thing. Like for me in poker, I'm just going to do poker before we get to PvP. Mm -hmm. uh, poker, I, f I find I, like the rush of winning, but also just the fact that I can be the aggressor gives me a tendency to want to be aggressive because I, that that sure. I want to bully the table. I I want to I want to clean some people out. That's sure. Get, that's when I get in trouble. Now, if I'm yep. just playing up until that point, I'll win hands, I'll lose hands, I'll like you know. Sometimes you play bad hands on purpose because you have to. Sometimes you play good, you play good hands and you lose, and you accept that it's, it's part of the game. But when I'm winning, it's like, okay, how do I handle success? 
no pvp like you you have to be okay with being a monster like like you have to yeah. you have to become the monster and and the whole thing about that is because if you're in if you if you're here you're here for one reason right there's usually usually in most of these games pvp are in specific zones which means if you're mm -hmm. stepping into that zone you know what you're in what you signed up for sure yeah like you get to know the maps, you get to know the possibilities of like what lanes people are gonna take. Uh, you're you're gonna get to know what types of weapons they're going to use against you. Yeah, it it becomes a little bit easier, and and sometimes that comes with practice, where you're like, okay, my shooting ability may not be where I want it to be, but I understand how you're going to play against me based on the map, like. Um, I talk to people who do a lot of PvP and they're like, so what's your PvP spec? I'm like, what PvP spec? Um, and I'm like, I don't change from PvE to PvP when it comes to my armor necessarily. What I change is what weapon I'm going to use on the specific map. Because some maps favor long-range weapons and some maps bad idea you're gonna die if you're gonna try and snipe at close range like that's just a stupid plan uh and so that's where like experience will teach you okay here's what this map is usually like here's most likely what the people are going to play with to combat your team so it's it's all a, a giant interesting uh thought experiment in certain cases where you're just like what do people use on these specific maps? Yep. So, well, and that's the, well, okay. So I play Magic. I play Commander. Okay. So Commander's yep. a little hard to figure out because there's only one ofs in every in every deck. But sure. the basic premise is the same. You're trying to fish out information. Like there's only so many yeah. paths they can get to victory. Yeah. Right. So, what role are they playing? And how do I counteract a role? Am I like like there is an old um, game theory column about magic called "Who's the Beatdown"? So in a one-on-one -on -one game of Magic, one of the players is the control player, the other player is the beatdown. And yeah. what the the player who figures out what the role is first usually wins. Hmm. Interesting. Right. See. So I used to play Magic like way back when it like first came out, right? So the Commander decks, I've only tried playing once. Uh, and as per, you know, typical, my brother was like, all right, well, you haven't played this in like 15 years. So here I'm going to loan you my Commander deck. And so you get the choice of this one or this one. And of course, I pick the Vampire deck because it's uh -huh. me. Uh, you know, so of course, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And then I'm like, some of these abilities are really cool. And I kind of really like this. And I'm also like but magic is expensive and I kind of don't want to go back for that reason because Jesus Christ. But also it's like, I still have a, a huge tie to my original, my original deck. It was called the never ending story. I had 120 cards in that deck. So double your normal. Cause most people did between 60 and 80 cards. And I had 120. It was a blue white deck. I had every artifact in the game. Uh, so I had every cop, 
I had like the rack. I had everything to just screw people over. Um, if people didn't kill me within the first couple of like turns, you were dead. I would play the long game. No game. A wild jet. Uh, jet. <laughs> he says hello. Um, uh, it would get to a point where people would be like, all right, this game is going to be two hours long because I never had shorter than like a two hour game. It was wonderful. Um, not for them, but for me, because I would just sit there and play the long game. That's that's where I'm comfortable. And then I entered my first tournament and the first tournament, second round of the tournament, like I'm feeling pretty good. No one can take on my never ending story deck. There's nothing anybody could do. Right. I was unstoppable. I was like, I don't know, 13, 14 at the time. And I go up against this guy, strip mine, strip mine, taps my mana. So I can't do shit. Does this for like four or five turns gets a couple of little like you know two one creatures walks across the field and tink 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 wills me down kills me and i think i don't know five turns and i'm like you son of a bitch and the reason why i needed that many cards by the way is because i had the og leviathan you know the one that's like 10 10 that took like eight plus two and then you had to tap two mana every time you wanted to untap two mana if you wanted to attack two mana to do something else you needed fucking mana so all this guy did was like deny 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 and oh you're dead i was devastated i never entered a tournament after that again okay so so i played magic three different eras like competitively mm -hmm. Like yep. ish. I played in Ice Age, which is around when yep. you were coming, right? Yeah, Ice that's Age. exactly when. Yep. Right? It's Ice Age. I played during the first Mirrodin block. Mm -hmm. And I played through the second Mirrodin block. Yep. And uh, after that, I, and, and yes, folks, I've been around that long. So, first, so the first, so the first time around, magic spells were the big deal. Second time around, Ravager Affinity was a big deal. The third time around, like I think my favorite era of magic was the 2013 to 2018 when I like played competitively. Mm -hmm. All that stuff there in that era was fun, fun stuff. I missed I missed the end of that. Um, but up to that point is good. Now no one plays standard anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like everything I've heard heard about from people who have either gone back to magic or just have been consistently playing they're like commander or nothing like i don't hear anyone playing anything different to be honest with at least with the people that i know like modern still play the pioneers only way played right pioneers played as yep. well it's a bigger format standards not played at all and 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 they like i said but commander's like the most fun format because again you build a hundred cards you build a hundred card deck and those hundred cards are um they're just fun they just they just they it's just they're very different kind of they're like see the first era of magic is is the most romantic in the sense that yes there are stupid cards from that era but mm -hmm. everybody did stuff when they played the game by and large 
stasis players can die in a fire. But I mean, yeah. But um, that was the whole thing. So commander gives that feeling of like I'll go to a casual commander night at, at a game store still, and I don't need to win. I don't care. I, I I'm more interested. I I I do end up winning a lot. I that might just. <laughs> Practice. I don't usually win you've the big one. Deck. What? I, I said you've got a good deck and yeah, practice. I, I, my commander right here, folks. Chain. Oh, nice. So oh, it's yeah. a it's it's a it's a reanimator with a bit of a twist. That that that's what it is. And uh and it's it's just a fun deck. It it's not the most powerful, it's not the least powerful by any stretch of the imagination. I do some dirty, nasty shit to people, but um, I, I I play the game and I, I, I try to, but what I care about is interactivity, right? Like that's what game, yeah. like all games, you want to, when you go up to a, go to a table or you play, grab a console, you, you, you want to feel like what you do matters. That, that, that's really, games, yeah. that's what, that's, that's the thing, right? Now, some of us are bigger, are better winners than others. Yeah. That's true, but but, sure. but but some of us are better losers than others too, and I'm, I'm not downplaying that because that that's important. Yeah, but 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 folks, um, what you learn is it's the interaction, it's the interactivity the game gives you that 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 that's the real reward. That's what we enjoy. Doesn't matter what yeah. the game is. Exactly. At the end of the day, like I I tell people in Discord repeatedly, like. I don't give a damn if we give up on destiny. Honestly, what matters to me more is that I have a community of people where we can talk about games, where we can talk about life, where we can talk about things like it's that connection that video gaming and games in general have brought us together, but you end up forging lifelong friendships out of that. Uh, and I think because we are in this point where like yeah people will go out you know to restaurants and stuff but you don't necessarily meet people as a result right uh sometimes it's just you know you're you're wanting connection with people and that doesn't always happen depending on what your habits are and where you're going but with the internet you can meet people and connect with people on multiple different levels that you might not necessarily in a social setting so th this this is what i will say this is the one thing i will say about the twitch community i'm not going to say i'm not going to say this about or in discord i think more so um like gamers are the biggest community freaks out there and i say that in like the best way yeah yeah um you guys are the most rabid fan base i i'm a gamer but i'm again i see myself as a creative first a gamer gamer second mm -hmm. and sonia is is on here you know the thing the thing about sonia about sonia real quick before we finish the point and get coming near the end of this bad boy yep um i love that she kept my awkwardly placed suggestion like that's literally in all her <laughs> videos now I I love that. I just I I actually miss. I've commented to her about how um, I would rather like go back to the times where where she would do like the 
the epic fails, the kind of meh, like it was almost a fail, uh, and then like the huge successes because of how much he screams at video games or at the controller or whatever. It's wildly entertaining. Like that is a whole other level and everyone like flocks to her stream. Like Poetic and I have brought people to her streams because it's just that entertaining. And it's just like, you don't have to be great at video games. You just have to have fun, well, you know? It's, it's her monologues. That's the thing is, it's her monologues. That, that, that's yep. the thing that really gets me with her because she will kill things she's not supposed to. And she will actually go on a... Rant is not the right word. It's just the way she's a tirade. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. That right, right. She's going on a tirade about how she messed up. And she'll she'll actually I I secret I hope she's recording them because some of that would actually be real good dialogue in a book. Some of that would be fantastic. Oh right? hell yeah. If 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 my main character was 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 actually, you know, not in was actually competent was incompetent. Some of that dialogue, I would, I would be like, I would, I know, shame to admit this, I would be liberally stealing from her. <laughs> liberally. <laughs> as long as you put her in the acknowledgments, I'm sure she'd be. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, Sonia, can I, can I just steal your dialogue? What, which one? All of it. <laughs> the parts where you screw up, especially. And she's like, why do you want that? Because it's, it's, it, you're, you're, you're bloody hilarious. Yeah, no, she is like some of the some of the stuff that she stated, like commentary for for my book, like as I've edited and like gone through and like figured out like what things where she's like, okay, this you need to work on or like these different things. Sometimes like the funniest shit in comments, like I I did this deliberately, like I wanted to to give enough sort of like foreshadowing on a specific character. And I just referred to them as like an initial, which if you thought about the cast of characters, there's only one person that would have that initial, right? So it should be what I think really obvious to the reader. Now she thought that was a placeholder. <laughs> and so in the comment, she put like, the like a like a dash a dot a dash you know like that squinting eye and she's like my face and points to that and i killed myself laughing for 10 minutes just because of this stupid emoji <laughs> because in my mind i could see physically her reaction to that section <laughs> sonia is great people if you're not following sonia you need to she is amazing <laughs> She awkwardly plays. Probably not as awkward anymore because she's been doing it for a long time. But yeah, it's that, still I love awkward. She kept, she kept she kept my tagline. I think that's hilarious. It's like yeah. I'm bad at video games, and when she is, it's hilarious. But going back to the full, <laughs> full, full thing, I I I enjoy Twitch. I'm going to be interested how how the gaming community responds to me just playing video games. Yeah. Right? I can't wait because yeah. I've watched some people do retro games and I'll pop in if they're playing like Heroes of Might and Magic 6 or something. I am there, you know, like depending on the game, I'm like, oh, my God, I love this game. And I, I'm just going to I actually watch. might I actually might pick up Sea of Stars just because. Do it, do it, do it. Right. I have left so much playing this game. <laughs> it 
the sewing, so the sewing thing, I have to admit, when I saw the dialogue about sewing, I was just like, okay. I was so confused about that until I realized why that was a thing. I'm like, there's got to be a reason. <laughs> oh, no, there's a reason for all of it, right? But oh, yeah. yeah, no, it, 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 yeah, yeah, no. Um, it, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. I yeah, can't yeah, wait if, to if, watch that's you the one this. that. Like, like I, I'm, I'm probably gonna start with Chrono Trigger. I was thinking about this. It's gonna mm -hmm. be Chrono Trigger because Chrono Trigger's the shit. But, it's classy. Right? It's like, mwah. well, no. Again, if people see Chrono Trigger on my screen, they're gonna be like, uh, I'm down for some Chrono Trigger, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when I get to the point where I beat the game the first time, and then I, I go back and hi Jet again, All right? And so. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's frustrated oh, with the internet again. But anyways, yes. um, but uh, with 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 that game, it's like, like people would be down for that. But it's like then I'd be like, okay, Final Fantasy six would it be Final mm -hmm. Fantasy seven, the classic version, not the remake. I'd go back to classic. That's that's fair. I mean, they they have their their positives and negatives, and I'm really enjoying remake. No, I, 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 I see why people enjoy remake, but here's the, but, but here's the thing. If I'm going to get remake, I'm going to get that Steam Deck because it's the only way. It's, sure. it's the only way I'm going to. It's the only way I'm going to be able to enjoy the game. It's like I'm Hell just yeah. like, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll Steam Deck that one because it, it, my computer will laugh at me if I try to play it. <laughs> I want to see that. There, that has to be in the next story. A laughing computer. Well, well, I tried. I've tried playing Tales of Arise. And it can it can play the regular game, but any cutscenes. Goodbye. I'm such, I, I'm such a sad panda. Such. Yeah. yeah I understand. <laughs> so, I I did my Cyberpunk 2077 review on my old system, where I barely met like the minimum requirements and so here's all these people talking about like the graphics aren't that great and blah 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 and all these bugs and blah 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 and i'm like are you kidding me my computer could go through that whole game fairly seamlessly like honest to god considering the shit that i'm running off of which is another reason why i included my specs when i played the game so that people had a concept i'm like don't complain to me about graphics when destiny legs up a storm and i have a much better computer now than my playthrough of cyberpunk like get out of here with your argument I, I I I can see my I, why people people were a little disappointed with the game, but yeah, like yeah, there it, there were other flaws with that game. Sure, there were lots of flaws. Yes, so a a, a couple things before we wrap up, Miss Jag. Uh, yes. First off, so writing wise, so yeah. I, I, am I going to get a novel of yours to read at some point? Yeah, I am close to the end, actually. I have like 50 pages left, and I have some gaping holes, but if you're willing to uh, deal with with my holy-ass uh, manuscript, I will definitely send oh, it to you. Ho ho holy-ass manuscript. Is that its technical name? Yes, that's okay. its technical name. I expect that in the, in the file. That's going to be the file name, holy-ass manuscript. That's the only way it's going to work. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna make a note of that somewhere. Yes, holy ass manuscript. <laughs> my way. But because uh, mine, but the thing is, my story is smaller and more compact. 
right? Yeah. So. I don't know how you do it. I'm long-winded, as I'm sure you know. Uh, and I, I do not, like, I tried to write a short story for a contest once a long time ago, and I thought it was, like, really good at the time that I wrote it. And then later, like, a few years later, I reread it, and I'm like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> see, see. It, yeah, it, it, I, it, it, it's, and I, 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 see, I, I have equated this. It's because I'm a confident asshole. That, 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 that's, that, this is, that might sound really strange, but here's the thing. I can be very succinct. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm succinct is I just like, no, this is just the way it is. I don't need to elaborate any more than this. You are the best. You'll it get this. Speed. I don't feel the need. I don't feel the need to go into this big long no this is it's a bridge and it's made it's of glass. just a bridge sorry that's a reference yeah, it, for it, it, it's a bridge <laughs> you're not going to care about this bridge when my character crosses the bridge right sure the only time i'm going to really care about talking about this bridge is if this bridge comes back later collapses yeah yeah this bridge is going to come back and bite bite me in the ass somehow some way right yeah or I'm one of those poor son of the bitches that was working on like well, the ancient wars that had to lift these man-made bridges up and put them down for the troops. That that's a job right there. That's a job. So <laughs> I would care a lot about that bridge because I'm stuck with it all the time. <laughs> it's heavy. It's awkward. I don't want to be here. In fact, first chance I get, I'm running because fuck this. You get right? stepped all over. It's just not a good time. Yeah, well, you're not even just getting stepped all over. You're putting it down. You're putting it down. So someone's gotta, someone's gotta do that job. It's just like crossing an ocean. It's like, oh, you've got you're crossing a river. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Yep. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. And then you gotta go in back into. Think about this. You gotta go back into the fucking water. You gotta lift the damn thing up out of the water again. It's like, yeah, kiss yeah. my wife. Like, like, but then <laughs> at that point, at that point, I will care about the bridge. In every other situation, I'm not giving fuck a fuck about this bridge. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's under. But all of this, folks, to give the ultimate lesson of of the story. Remember what's important in your story. If it's if there's a yeah. reason for it. You talk about it. If yeah. there's not, then keep it simple. Exactly. I think that's a very important thing for every writer to learn is figuring out what is required to be part of the story and what you can just sort of gloss over and not really worry, you know? And, and you world builders out there, you guys that like to build these, listen. I have a karaoke brawl in my story. I don't know how far you got into it, but if I, maybe mm. you were you got that piece of it. I I, I think I did. I, I think, yeah, yes. I think with in the last you know clump that you sent me, you were like, and you get to see the the brawl finally or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's a there's a karaoke brawl, a dinosaur prison break, and they're literally back to back. They're not they're not like they're back to back. Yeah. Right? But it's succinct because what's important in the story? The the characters involved in these situations and what they do with them. Right. Exactly. 
right? And and and, and Illidor doing Baxter's bat was probably one of my favorite things to write ever. I, yeah, I. <laughs> The amount of laughing I did in that scene, just envisioning this whole thing, I'm like, wow. <laughs> that was not where I expected that to go. And, yeah. and, and, and for those of you reading, I'll give you a hint. Illidor was the big baddie at Elevator Ride, but I had to figure out, I, I thought it'd be a fun way to humanize him. And it worked. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it did a really good job of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're like, Okay, I did not expect him to actually enter the contest and be good at that. <laughs> yeah, and then and then like the dialogue between the two of them, like crap, we have to like win this, like we have to come up with something better than that. And oh my, yeah, the and whole see, that's thing. The thing, right? You you can do unexpectedly good things with just a little bit of imagination. But what was important in that? He showed mm -hmm. up. Yeah, he blew you away. Yep. And now the heroes are like, oh shit. And, and they got to top this somehow. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's right? it's worth it. it. Yeah. Just trust me. When this when this comes out, I think uh people will be wildly entertained with the whole story, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's wild the whole way through. The whole It way really through. is. <laughs> yeah. But the amount of times I'm like, my god. That's good though. That that was that's part of the fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the story makes sense. It's not like by and large, it makes sense. And that's the other thing too. What's important? And if you can do that, long-windedness. Yeah. Well it's fact, you know what's interesting is I is I sit in a in a weird situation where I talk a lot. I like to get into like some details about storytelling when I'm speaking to people and whatnot. Um, and after having done like game reviews and press releases and, you know, just different types of articles, um, I try like I try to do as much of like a point A to point B as possible where it's like shorter. And so it's really strange because it's it's switching modes almost where where I can spend an entire day an entire day writing but I'm going to be writing in completely different ways throughout the journey because that um it makes it easier like I switch gears like if I'm like okay I'm writing this article I'm focused on the article once the article is done I have deleted it from my brain and I am now in the world of my novel and now I'm like looking at like the nitpicky like okay does this make sense you know like is there enough character building here like that kind of thing um and you're shifting gears and then i did affiliate writing for a while and again it's a complete different style of writing that you're doing uh and so i've, I've always talked to people about how like um actually my writing coach uh, quite a while ago like a few years ago he was like you know jaggy what you do is really interesting because you don't have the issue of like, I am too scared to put my work out there because you write like three, four articles a day 
every day and have been doing that like you've gotten accustomed to the do the best that you can and just put it out there you know uh and so you don't have the same issues that a lot of authors face where they're like oh are people gonna like my story is this good enough like it has to be pristine and perfect I don't have that but then I I look at my novel and there are points where I'm like okay so there are things I do need to fix here but I'm not attached to my manuscript the same way that other people are well because you understand okay so there, there's there's a lot of ways we can go with this i'm, I'm gonna go <laughs> one of my favorite no no I, I, in a good way so there's just a lot of lessons in what you're saying yeah c.s lewis is one of my favorite authors yeah he was very Fantastic. much the same way he was very much the exact same way whether it was mere christianity or whether it was whether it was lion witch in the wardrobe or out of the silent planet anything you want to name he just put it out there. He, yeah. he accepted that he wrote the story. He had done the best he could with it. Now let's just get it out there and let people read it. Yeah. Right. That's it. There's no magic to it. Not at all. Like there's no, there's no magic to the mystery there. By yeah. default, by default, by putting out the work you're putting out, you realize like you get good, like good, almost by, by osmosis. Right. Yeah. Like you get good by osmosis. Okay, I've written columns for First Comics News. That's a very one. That's one aspect where I'm reviewing comics. I've written yeah. comics. I've yeah. written. I've written this novel. I've written articles. Yeah. Getting published is not a not a prestigious thing for me anymore. Now, yeah. Right. Right. right? It's yeah. not. I don't, and I'm not, and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying it in the negative context. I don't yeah. care about the prestige of what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I don't care. What I care about is, am I doing the best I possibly can in this moment? And is what I'm doing fully carrying out the vision I set out for myself? Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, and I. I think that's true. That is, I think, very much the the perspective. Now, if we talk about my vampire novel that I have been working on since, you know, high school, that I care about, right? Because there's a specific intention I have with that. But Agnes never started off that way. Agnes was to help a friend of mine who was like, I figure if I have someone who is doing NaNoWriMo at the same time I am, that I'll see that they're doing it and why the hell can't I do the same thing? And it'll force them to do the writing, right? Instead of the planning and all of the planning because I don't really do that, right? Um, And it ended up that I wrote the book. So initially my plan with this was just, let's see if I can do it. And then I did it. I'm like, I can actually do this. So maybe I'm actually going to work on it because I've already got 50,000 words. So let's try and work with it, mold it, learn about the industry and really give this a good shot instead of what I did when I was younger, right? Which was kind of half-assing everything, right? Hey, half-assing is a skill. No, um... I mean, yeah. No, it, Not wrong. It, when you get older slash wiser, question mark. Question mark. Yeah, because you're not sure you know anything as you get older. And then I think I think when I get to 50, I'm just going to realize I know nothing. 
I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I'm just yep. along for the ride at this point, right? That's probably where I'm going. Yeah. Either that or obnoxious red cape super villainy. One or the other, right? Nice. Right? Perfect. I expect to see this. I, everybody, see, see, there's not, I, see, here's the thing about why I say that. I put that in people's head. There's no one doubts I'd do it. Like, no one. Like, not, not a at soul. All. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not at all. Right? And if they do, who are you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, I would just do it. Like, like, like I, I showed someone, like someone never saw the spawn obnoxious red cape before. I said, mm -hmm. look them up. You'll see what I mean. Yeah. Like, I think you did that in a podcast like a few days ago and said, look them up. And then it, it was the romance writer, I think. And she yeah, looked yeah. at that and went, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, I remember that. Yeah. It's like it, total obnoxiousness, right? That's an obnoxious thing. It takes skill. It legitimately takes skill. Look at that. It's like, I don't know what that, why you have that. It makes no sense whatsoever. But you do in this long. It does look cool. It does nothing else for you, but it does look cool. <laughs> right? So, fuck it. I'll do it. And I'll, and it gets somebody to get paid to lift the cape. And they'll be like, why? Because there's no absolutely zeroed way I could walk in the damn thing. Zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It's like zero, legitimately. But it, like what as I was saying, older slash wiser, like you, you realize you realize like the thing it's not about like what everybody else is. It's about having that finite focused determination about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And what do you care about? Because that's it. That is all there is to it. That is that there is nothing else. There's no magic to this. Mm -hmm. You have to come to terms with the fact that your book, your story, um, like my big epiphany moment uh, on this was actually earlier this year. I was drawing with Nikki Nash and I realized, mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that one or not. I, I stunned her like twice, like, like I made her stop speaking. And, and I, and I told her like, like great storytelling, great art. I would even go as far as say great sports. You do the best people in the world. Um, okay. I, again, I make no, sh I have no shame. I have become a Swifty. I've joined the Swifty side of the forest and I'm okay with it. Right. But she's a lesson. Eminem's a lesson. Mm -hmm. Anybody that, that really, really, really succeeds in the arts has found that piece of themselves that they care about, that they can share to the world. Yeah. And I think they're great. I think all the great ones do it. Now, again, you might despise uh, Taylor Swift and that's totally fine. I get why. No, I think it, uh, it's an, that's another thing for another day. I'm sure. Sure. But you might despise, you might despise them. You might love them. But the thing is there, tr there's a true, there is an authentic, truth to what they're doing right and mm -hmm. they've tapped into it they do it stephen king does it right i think stephen king's really great at that too i think yep. like anybody you want to look at that's considered the best of the best blah 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 what they've truly mastered is themselves yeah and as you get older that's what matters it's not yeah. i and i say this as an award winner 
the award mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Yeah. It's that's a byproduct of everything else you do. Exactly. The pr- exactly. A seller list don't matter. None of that matters. What matters is can you find that real genuine piece of yourself that people will connect to? That's the real search. Now, yeah. I never thought I'd write the story I wrote. That that was like, I, if you told me I was writing that story, I've been like, <laughs> never. And it's mm-hmm. like, like years. And then and then I I write the thing, and it's like, okay, I did this, but I know yeah. why it worked. I know why it worked. Yeah, and why. It, I'm fairly confident the agent's going to ask for more more of that manuscript. I'm fairly confident in that. Now, whether I get in or I don't, I, that, that, that's a different question. Mm-hmm. But it's because there's an authentic piece of myself in there. Not just the terrible jokes. Yep. But that, that, genuine, that genuine feeling Corey has connects to me. Which yeah. is why I think this book in particular... I, I cannot I think I can honestly say it is better than anything else I've written. Yeah. Yeah, you have progressed so much from like the first works that I read of yours to where you are now is definitely night and day. There's there's a lot more connectivity to everything. There's a lot more realism to the more recent stories that you have written versus some of the older stuff that at least for me, didn't quite, you know, grip anything. No. Maybe I'm just weird. But- no, 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 no. My, 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 no. The only thing that's like, if I read, okay, if I read my novel, The Cloud Dive, I'm not going to knock it. I still think it was a good thing I wrote it. Yeah. But but the only thing in there that might actually still be in there, be in the current novel is the jokes. The humor is still there. Yeah. Right? It's just not to the same degree. Yeah. This one is genuinely funny. Yeah. And a lot and horrifying in some places too. Yes. Also, yes. Yes. So. Yes. So that but it's it's an authentic it, there's an authenticity to it and that's it. And because I understand it, I can I can project a far better book. And mm-hmm. when you are done your work, your books, that's all you need to care about. So hopefully that long windedness you, you, you describe yourself isn't yep. just wind. It actually has substance in the air and, 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 you know, rocks the world. Yeah. I hope so. You know, I have one last question and we'll wrap this up. Okay. Hit me. You finally ready to go for it? Yeah, definitely. Like I've I've put so much time into this and I also want to be a good role model for other people, you know? Um uh, okay. I have always it's I don't it's hard to explain because I also like I also edit as well as write. My objective is to help people become better. So if I don't also become better in the process, who am I really then, right? Okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) You're like, God damn it, Jake. (laughs) No, I, I, may I offer a suggestion? Sure. 
Don't worry about that. Do it for you, first and foremost. Not because trying to be, look, look, I, I, I respect the being a better person. I try every day. Doesn't mean I succeed every day, but I definitely try. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love in, so watching, encouraging others to shine. I do it all the time. But what I realized, like the biggest thing I realized in this is I got to do it for me. Before mm-hmm. I, I, I can't be a role model for someone else. Not because unless I'm doing it for the right reasons. And the right reason is I feel compelled to do it. And I'm following through on this wish, dream, desire, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And that's a very different thing. Now, I think as, as a byproduct, inspiring others to do the same is a great thing. As a byproduct, we put your, okay, how do I put this? Have enough ego or belief in yourself to have the confidence to put it out there. But also leave it, leave, if it's the best thing you've done, that's enough. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else doesn't matter. Everything else will come from this. Yeah. And then one day I will see you in a convention somewhere with a line longer than mine and I'll have my obnoxious red cape. That's the only thing yes. longer than my cape. My cape. And you'll be like, I'll be like, hey, Jack, can you send some my way? And you'll be like, nope, they're all mine. And that will Everything. be, that will be the, that will be the thing. And you'll have done what you said out to Jag, I, I sincerely, I'm being very sincere when I say this. I go for it. Don't worry about it. The person you are is enough. And I hope that means something. It does. It does. Thank All you. Right. I appreciate that. So I think we have an interview here. What do you think? I I think so. So how can people find you? Okay. So uh, I am on twitter because i refuse to call it the new name or whatever um i am on twitch i stream a couple of times a week video gaming content i am writing articles for chelgear.com and i will be putting out my sea of stars review soon tm Uh, and you can check out my website if you want i'm still updating it but jagtress.wordpress.com you can okay. go check out an excerpt of Agnes the Beast on there and my portfolio for everything that I do. All right. I have thrown it up there. All right, folks, that'll do it for this week. I don't know who's actually going to be on the show next week entirely. This is the week I have the most gaps, although I do have some things coming up. I'm interviewing a, a sparkly vampire um, on Wednesday. I'm but excited. it won't be on stream. It's going to be actually for the travel show. So if you actually no. Okay, you have to record it and send it to me, okay? <laughs> That's <laughs> we'll the deal. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I need this in my There's life. There's an inside joke there for, for, for between me and Miss Sparkles. That's all I'm going to say. But you can definitely check my Patreon out. Five bucks a month gets you access to all the shows. Patreon.com slash Just Joshing Podcast. We have, like I said, we have a few more of these left to go, folks. 
probably 1013, 1014, somewhere in that football park. Uh, it'll be completely travel show. So we are new. We are towards the end. I want to thank Jack for coming back this time as well. So for everybody no watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. And I'll see you next time. Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC. Hosted by Chanel Bostic. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chanel shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Josh. Josh.